what's up what's up y'all this is astro dim doing the reading for an iconic legend who man was an all-round bomb-ass musician and probably one of the all-round best musicians we have ever seen in our lives in our lives he was known for his stage presence his eclectic work crazy dope ass fashion sense his um androgyny wide vocal range was known for playing multiple instruments and was known literally as one of the best guitarists ever who've graced the earth I remember someone asked Eric Clapton, um, how does it feel to be the best guitarist ever? He was like, I don't know, ask this person who I'm not to name. <laughs> His name is Prince. Um, the Also, the artist formerly known as Prince. Full name Prince Rogers Nelson. Born June 7th, 1958. Now you know something about the motherfucking seven babies. <laughs> seven babies are lit. It's me, it's Prince, it's Easy E. Like we're super duper lit. You can't help it. <laughs> Born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Stayed rapping. Stayed. He loved him some Minnesota. And um, even had Paisley Park where he lived. His um his complex um, lived like he was over it's over there near Minneapolis. Um, oh my God, what a genius! <sighs> he like t- his work was so eclectic. Like you heard all different types of genres in his style. Um, he did funk, rock, R and B, new wave, soul, psychedelic music, pop, rap everything he literally touched on everything he was just oh my goodness so amazing literally made the best soundtrack to a movie ever i don't care what anyone has to say he's definitely top five okay and um oh my goodness i just can't that i love prince so much him and michael those are my dudes music wise such geniuses and like people i feel like people definitely sleep on um his vocal range because he went from freaking he would go from dove's cry where he went really low and then to if i was your girlfriend which was straight up all through falsetto with ease with motherfucking ease it's just it oh my goodness he was just so freaking amazing guys but unfortunately another person gone too soon um he was born in minnesota like i said um people question his race which is weird because he always said he was black like people act like they've never seen a light-skinned black person before it's really strange but anyways he similar ancestry ancestry to me of course i'm black but you know with um black americans there's multi um there's like subsets of what type of african-american you are and he has um some family ancestry 
of um, you know Louisiana Creoles. So you mix that Negro with that Creole, get that Texas Bama. Even though I'm not from either of those places, and he ain't either, but <laughs> you know what I mean. That that whole vibe, you know, we're still black, but there's again, there's like Gullah, um, there's um, what you call it people who are full aboriginals from the original black people that lived in America and like kind of stayed within that. Uh, but most African or black Americans though are mixed with, um, are ab- still definitely have the aboriginal, um, um, ancestry, but are, um, also mixed with African too, from the, um, African slaves that came over here. But you know, there's like, it's a big, jambalaya of different type of ethnicities within just being black American uh, meaning that you've been your families you have generations of being here like multiple multiple generations of being in America you know what I mean and then it goes even deeper because there's uh, people who are mixed with islanders the Caribbean islands it's folks that are mixed with um you know uh, there's African folks here that's more like have more like straight up African roots that have mixed African roots it's like it goes deep so it's really really cool being a black American and a lot of people actually don't know that which is strange but anywho me and him have similar ancestry too that's my boy he has my same birthday as my dad which is interesting so and his the time that he was born is 617 and that's the area code of where I'm from Boston so yeah I knew we had a connection (laughs) but um anyways his father was a pianist and a songwriter. His mother was a jazz singer, so music just ran in his bones. Um, he had a sister named Taika. She was into music as well. Um, and it's funny because his father's named Prince, too. And um, or that was his stage name, Prince Rogers. And his father told um, people that you know, he named his son Prince because he wanted Prince to do everything I wanted to do. <laughs> you know, so uh, he actually didn't like the name at first, but he definitely got into it for sure. Um, interesting fact, though, he was born um, epileptic and had seizures when he was really young. And he one day he told his mom um, and said, Mom, I'm not going to have I'm not going to be sick anymore. I'm not going to have seizures anymore. She's like, why? And he's like, because an angel told me and he never had seizures ever since he said that. Ain't that wild? So you, everyone always has this thing with like him being so spiritual and magical. Yep, it looks like he really was. <laughs> um, but anyways, he was always into music. Um, just like uh, Michael, he was super into James Brown as well. Um, it seems like all the greats are. All the greats know how powerful and amazing James Brown was. Um, and, you know... Um, you know, he just played as much instruments as he could. He just wanted to really get deep into music. He didn't just want to uh, master one aspect. He just wanted to really... He was a real musician where he got touched. He got in touch with all types of, uh, of types of music, excuse me. But, like, in Minneapolis, you know, Minneapolis had a little music... Um, a music wave for a while. Um, you know, Andre Simone, um, that's where he met him when he was... Um, in his neighborhood, they were friends. Um, he met um, Jimmy Jam, same, but from there, from Minneapolis too. He met from when, met him when he was in school, and uh, they, he connected with these people and just started making music straight up. And by the time he was twenty one, 
he did his first performance, you know? So, um, several record companies wanted to, were interested in him, but he ended up picking Warner Brothers. You know, he had a fight, a deep fight with Warner Brothers and wasn't really fucking with them like that, but he was just a great musician, um, had Prince in the Revolution, he, um, performed on his, his own with his, um, own, um, excuse me, with his own, um, group was, um, right after Michael was one of the, um, first black people to have a, um, video on MTV, um, which was Little Red Corvette, bomb ass song, um, did the movie Purple Rain and did literally the best movie soundtrack ever with Purple Rain and also with Batman. He did all of Batman too and that was real like monumental. I remember when uh, seeing the videos of that and how big that was when I was really I was really little during that time though but my memory goes back to when I was two so I remember that whole thing and like during his time won so many different awards literally did the best Super Bowl performance ever um and back in 2007 I remember watching that as well um just amazing 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 artist um but let's get to his death okay so excuse me that I keep sniffling by the way because my uh, allergies are acting up they're acting crazy but let's talk about his death real quick I have my I'm in my bed because it's bed in astrology of course got my matcha trying to wake my ass up and you know just trying to make sure we do this right you know what I'm saying so this is Prince we're talking about freaking legend and icon okay alright so let's get it um Prince saw um Michael Schollenberg, um, a specialist within family medicine, um, over at, um, around April 7th, 2006, which is about, um, what about two weeks before he passed. And then again, a day before he passed April 20th, um, April 7th, he, um, post into postponing some two performances he had in Atlanta for his piano and microphone tour, um, because he had, um, the flu. And I actually remember seeing that too. And people were kind of concerned about that and everything. But then he rescheduled to perform the show on the 14th, even though he wasn't feeling well. And But the thing is, he looked good and the performances was bomb. Like, he sounded good. So everyone's like, okay, he's good. We don't have to worry about anything like that. So I guess we were wrong. Um, interesting note. It is just this part didn't come out until he passed. But when flying back to Minneapolis the next morning, he became unresponsive in a private jet um would you call it actually no this happened believe it or not I think this was a thing when it happened too I have to I, I don't remember exactly but uh basically he became unresponsive in a inside a private jet and had to do an emergency landing over in um Illinois and he was hospitalized and received Narcan um once he become came conscious he uh, left Illinois against medical advice and the folks over there were saying that you know there was nothing really wrong with him except you know um he was dehydrated and had the flu for several weeks but you know with the flu you have to be careful with that 
your your really your immune system's weakened you're weak and they wanted him to make sure they wanted to make sure he was hydrated and just okay but strange thing is he was seen being fine after he went to Minneapolis. He was seen bicycling the next day around his um, hometown of Chinhassen. Um, he was shopping over at Electric Fetus in Minneapolis for record store day. Uh, made a brief appearance at an impromptu dance party at Paisley Park where he lived in the recording studio complex. And he told everyone that he felt well. And then... On the 19th, he attended uh, a performance by Liz Wright over at the Dakota Jazz Club. So he's just literally moving around being fine. So everyone was like, okay, Prince is cool, like, whatever. Um, but then, like, you know, one of Prince's representatives said, like, around April 20th, he called a guy named Howard Cornfield, um, who's a California specialist in addiction medicine and pain management. Um, and... Cornfield was scheduled to see him on the 22nd, the day after he passed, um, you know, and he contacted a local physician, Cornfield did, um, who cleared his schedule to have a physical examination on April 21st. Now, this is weird. On April 21st, 9.43 a.m., um, you know, the sheriff's office over where um, Prince lived received a 911 call requesting that an ambulance be sent to Paisley Park. Um, saying that an unidentified person was unconscious. And then moments later, they said he was dead, and they finally identified him as Prince. The caller was Cornfield's son. So he sent Cornfield's son over there. It wasn't just some random doctor. It was Cornfield's son. And he had flown him with um, buprenorphine. I might be pronouncing that incorrectly which is used to treat opioid addictions, um, also for acute pain and chronic pain. Um, it could be used by, under the tongue by injection as a skin patch or as an implant. I'm not sure how they used it on him. But, you know, Cornfield was saying that, yeah, it was used as to help him with op- an opioid addiction. Um, the emergency responders found Pence unresponsive in an elevator performed CPR but the paramedics said that he's been he'd been dead for six hours that's crazy so you didn't find him until six hours like I know Paisley Park is huge but why isn't anyone watching him you know what I mean like Cornfield was there obviously before 943 I just I don't understand like no one found him where is his security you know, I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't get how he was just dead for six hours and no one did anything. That make that what makes this weird. It's like a conspiracy. Something weird is going on here. Um, you know, they were unable to revive him, of course, because he's been dead for six hours. But they pronounced him dead at 10.07 a.m., 19 minutes after their arrival. So it wasn't that they came too late or nothing. Like, 19 minutes is pretty fast for somewhere like Chahassan that's not too close to the city you know there was no signs of suicide or foul play and uh you know the midwest uh medical examiners over um, in minneapolis said that he died prince has passed had passed from an accidental overdose of fentanyl fentanyl um the strange thing is he wasn't prescribed fentanyl um and so they 
at least they people weren't aware of him being a, a, a prescribed fentanyl like fentanyl just to let y'all know um if i might be pronouncing it incorrectly but fentanyl is an opioid used as pain medication and um together with other medicate medications is used for anesthesia so the shit is strong as fuck um they don't just give it to people freely especially now how strict folks are um and fentanyl is also made um illegally and used as recreational drug um often mixed with heroin and cocaine so it's 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 um it's crazy um very strong um it has a rapid onset and effects generally last less than an hour or two so of course people will be you know uh, addicted to it you know what i mean um but the thing is though no one knows how he got this fentanyl it was it by the script uh, prescription was it through um uh, did someone make it you know what i mean and so that ended up making this become a bigger thing and um the fbi and other law enforcement several law enforcement agencies were involved afterwards like how did he get this this is not something that you can just pick up like that um the thing is there is a sealed search warrant so there's we can't even um, look at the search warrant at his estate and there's another unsealed warrant that was issued to um, the walgreens pharmacy which they think that's where he got it from um but then after um you know a couple of years they just said that no criminal charges were filed here so um people were made to believe that maybe just maybe you know um he got it from some sneak shit or maybe he was prescribed to it rightfully i don't know this is just so crazy um so yeah his death's really strange very confusing and people don't know what the fuck just happened here it was just really really creepy and people like this it's just a strange thing because during this time you know he was really going at warner brothers for fucking up his money and being he was always vocal about it that's why he actually was named the artist formerly known as prince because they had ownership of his name so he's like all right fuck it then i'm not prince no more i'm the artist formerly known as prince and they couldn't do anything about it he was really really a smart dude so um you know they couldn't get any of his money um he was the artist formerly known as prince in the 90s i actually remember this as a kid so like um you know, after a while, um, they finally was able to, um, he was able to get the rights of his name and he was able to get, you know, he was working on getting more of his, of his musical rights, but he fought his ass, he fought his ass off to get as much as he could. Um, because especially someone like him, who's a true musician, who was involved deeply in writing his music, um, not writing just the uh, music arrangements, but the lyrics, and then playing all, most of the instruments. I, I remember, I, I remember hearing that like he didn't like. Um, I forgot whose album it was that they was doing. I think it was. Um, it might have been the Prince of Revolution, and he did the music all over because he didn't like how his band played it. Every single instrument himself, and did it like under a week. Like this dude was like not playing when it came to his music a real overall musician that can do anything literally (laughs) is so fucking amazing it's so 
Musk was just he just literally lived and breathed music. And so if you're trying to take the rights of something that he created on his own, I, fuck yeah. He's like, no, you know, I'm not going to do this. And he came out in a time where you needed a label. You needed a label. There was no way, no other way he was going to come out and be safe. And then these labels would totally take advantage of these artists because, you know, it's not that these artists weren't smart, but they were focused, you know, when you do music, and this is me as a musician myself, you fo- you want to focus fully on the music, not on any other stuff, because music is um, a whole body experience and it drains you. But it's not really like be- draining you in a sense of like, oh, it's just so bad. It drains all the energy. It's like it not in drain. It's not drains you, but it encompasses your whole being kind of when you make music. And so when you have to like worry about making the best music possible, right? And then have to deal with the business side of it and they have to deal with like touring it's just a lot and so you're expecting that these people are taking care of shit and they're not and they're just trying to take advantage you know i mean it's hard it's really really hard um and people wonder why these artists like end up using drugs or doing crazy shit like they're overworked they're tired and they're being played all the time and they're anxious because someone's always trying to stick them for something you know it's just it's tricky Anywho, the thing is, though, is that, um, you know, he fought for his, he fought his ass off for his rights. And then the thing is, you know, right before, I remember right before he died, like a couple of months before, he announced his connection with Jay-Z and Tidal, talked to Jay-Z directly. He loved how Tidal gave most of the music to the artist. It wasn't doing any slick shit with the music. You know, Tidal wasn't taking that much money um for themselves and to pay for the labels they paid it directly to the artist title pays artists more than any other um um, streaming service period you know what i mean and this is amazing that that's the case even though title is probably the less to use out of spotify out of apple music out of pandora you know what i mean it's probably the least used but still pays the artist the most is because it's built by artists, created by artists. Um, not built, because I think, it, you know, they took, actually, Tidal was a, a Swedish listening, um, streaming music thingy, app, whatever. But, like, kind of Jay-Z took it, revamped it, made it all about artists, made artists have full share of it so they can really be involved within um, the build-up or the, the, the whole idea of the of the app you know what i mean and um yeah prince was all for it and he was like yep i'm only gonna release my music on title and was like really being involved still with the the business side of his music and then he just randomly dies and then all of a sudden um his um estate is like oh no warner brothers still have rights to his music and i think um someone sold it i forgot i don't know if it was taika but they ended up letting him have rights. And so now his music is sold everywhere. You can't just listen to title, and that's not what he wanted, obviously. And so it's like tricky shit. Like he died and now they're able to have rights to his music like that. They're able to play his music and do exactly what he did not want to do. You know what I mean? Like that made people think like, nah, they somebody killed him. This is weird. You know what I mean? It may have been something similar to the Michael Jackson one where, like, yeah, he had his hand in it. Yeah, he may have been addicted, but, you know, um, 
maybe people enabled him so they can take advantage. Maybe this was a plan all along, similar to Michael Jackson's situation. You know what I mean? And it was interesting I say similar to Michael Jackson's because Prince actually talked to, I forgot who he talked to. Did he talk to Michael before Michael died? He talked to somebody and he would connect it to Michael. He was like, I want, I like how people remembered Michael when he died. I wanted his minds to be similar. And was kind of talking about that. But he wanted, of course, it's it's Prince. So he's going to have it swagged out in different, you know, not completely copy copy. You know what I mean? But he was like interested on um, how Michael's situation was laid out. And he wanted his, his to be as um, similar to that. You know what I mean? Um, it's just crazy, though. The whole, ugh, this whole situation is nuts. But look, I've been talking too much. Let's look at his birth chart, y'all. Okay. All right, y'all. So let's take a look at Prince's birth chart. Um, one thing I wanted to add into this too is that, you know, um, Prince when he performed, he was like danced in heels like interesting costumes played instruments gave it his all every single show and he had a lot of wear and tear in his body similar to how michael had back pains prince had major hip pains um you know he wasn't married i think his last marriage was like his early 2000s and they divorced and his ex-wife was saying that he would often take painkillers um, because he didn't want people to know how much pain he was in, um, you know, and he just wanted to not feel the pain anymore. He did a lot of wear and tear on his body from performing, um, going, going ham in his performances and going through these long ass tours. He ended up even having a hip replacement back in 2010 too. So that's how bad his hip pain was. And it seemed like, um, it didn't really help or serve him that much because he ended up still being hurt. The crazy thing, too, is that he was known for taking Vicodin for this pain, but it looks like that this was a counterfeit drug of fentanyl, and he wasn't trying to take fentanyl, and it was a lethal dose of fentanyl, just that one pill. So it seems like someone was trying to set him up, honestly, to me. But that's just me adding that. Let's see if we can add some more color to his chart. So Prince was a Gemini son. Um, which is interesting because it's 16 degrees, 1 plus 6 equals 7. So there goes the 7 again. Um, a Pisces moon. And Pisces moon are known for being amazing musicians. Um, what you call, I believe Tupac was. See, Tupac between an Aries moon and a Pisces moon. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Pisces moon because of his uh, musical talent. But possibly um, Tupac, Prince, Michael, um, and Kendrick Lamar, it's just Raekwon from Wu-Tang. So many musicians have Pisces moon, so I'm not surprised at that. One degree Pisces, so Neptune deck and Pisces moon, so of course he was just extremely musical. And then a Scorpio rising, which makes so sense. He's so dark and mysterious. Um, and he kind of opened up this whole um, sexual vibe to him too. Always had this deep sexual eroticness to him. Uh, but still mysterious and private. Uh, he lets you see some parts of him that other people kind of don't share. 
but it was all under his control. So it's very, his energy makes lots and lots of sense. Um, so let's take a look at his chart, okay? Um, fourth house ruler is really, really interesting. Um, like I said before in all the readings, that the fourth, a lot of astrologers use the fourth house ruler to see if they can find something about the death. They said that it is the darkest and lowest part of your chart. Um, where you're the most private and only certain, you know, people that you live with and people around you know this type of um, energy that's connected with you. Um, so yeah, um, a lot of people use it. It's, I've been using it with these, some of these readings and it's been okay. Um, I like the eighth and sixth house a little bit more, but hey, let's take a look. His IC, which begins his fourth house is rulers at 29 degrees Aquarius and I always talk about the 29 degree as being the very the most potent energy of Aquarius and the most critical point of Aquarius the reason why it's so critical is because all degree all each degree is a lesson right within the sign and so all the lessons of Aquarius is sitting at the 29th degree very potent Aquarius energy all the energy of Aquarius, all the decans of Aquarius is all sitting there. Plus some of the energy of Pisces is kind of coming too. So that's why it's critical and people feel a little bit anxious and um, kind of like all over the place when they have anything at 29 degrees. His um, IC is there. So that shows that he had some unconventionalness to his um, home life, right? that he moved a lot he moved between his mom and his dad he had trouble with his stepfather um his parents divorced he moved to his friend's house even the moon's here too the moon shows the most tumultuous part of your life so his home life he's just all over the place and even when he toured it was the same thing um, all over the place he couldn't settle down and he finally was able to make paisley park and settle down there but even then he it was unconventional because he had a full-on studio there and it was just like so different um different from all of the houses it was literally like a compound and so um that shows the uh, the difference within his life how his home really affected him and probably was the most tumultuous part of his life he ended up dying in his home too um there's always people in his home it's, you know very unconventional for sure that moon energy is showing to the whole tumultuous part of his home but regardless of that though um this kind of shows too that his death was unconventional as well um you know the whole idea of being addicted to your medicine is not new but people are really starting to open their eyes to it more um as of late and so that's definitely some showing some unconventionalness there it kind of shows that it could have been an accident he didn't mean for this to happen um, and it looks like it was on his part. Like, yeah, he was taking the drugs, but he was thinking it was Vicodin and a proper dosage of Vicodin, not the fentanyl. That's what the rumor is, is right? So um, it shows that it was kind of like mistaken on his end. Um, you know, in the fourth house, again, the moon's there. So, um, you know, him having the moon in Pisces, is, I'm kind of saying it as... He actually was aware that he was getting sick and he might might be dying soon. And so, um, you know, that probably could be why he was showing his face to trying to show people, I'm okay, I'm okay, there's nothing wrong with me. But he knew something deep down inside was off. He felt it, um, you know, in his heart that something was going on here. You know what I mean? Um, you know, 
there was he he was kind of I wouldn't be surprised if he was seeing his guides um his um talking to God kind of having that vibe to it um having a Pisces moon in the fourth house too shows the drugs were involved possibly uh, but not like literal drugs to get you high, to get you to escape. He was really trying to, he wasn't getting high off of this pain addiction. He really felt the pain. You know what I mean? He could, he was convinced that these, this pain was really debilitating. Um, and he was given the wrong doses of medicine and causing him to ha- be addicted to it. It was really, really tricky. Um, interesting thing too, is that Mars is in, um, the fourth house too, zero degrees Aries. Um, so not only does it show that all of Pisces is intercepted, but it also shows too, that, um, there might've been an aggressor involved, um, is in zero degrees Aries, uh, a potent part of Aries because it's ruled by Mars. Um, so yeah, someone might have set him up to do this. It's in the fourth house too. So it was, you know, it was kept private. This person was stealthy with it. Um, and I would, and I wouldn't be surprised if the, he passed, during a Mars retrograde, but I don't think he did though. I don't think it was Mars retrograde during the time. But for it to be in the fourth house, it shows some privacy, some stealthness into this aggressor. Like this aggressor had was kind of doing this in a private way. All of Pisces is intercepted in the fourth house. Um, so that shows that um and I believe it might have been in his death chart too, which will be wild. Yep, and it was in his death chart. Wow. Wow. We'll talk about that later. That's crazy. Um, Pisces and Virgo being intercepted is really interesting. Um, You know, what I kind of see with the moon being intercepted in the fourth house kind of shows that no one, he felt like no one understood his pain and he couldn't really express his emotion. He always felt, he had to, again, this whole thing, like his wife was telling the truth. But she was saying that he wanted to be okay. He wanted everyone to know that he was okay. Because he knew that, you know, he didn't he didn't want to worry anyone. That part is extremely true. I can see it within his natal chart. He doesn't want people to see him weak. He doesn't want people to worry about him. Um, you know what I mean? But it also shows, too, that he's doing this to a detriment. And being kind of like the martyr. And not realizing that he's sabotaging himself and causing himself a self-undoing while doing this you know what I mean it, to have a whole intercepted sign within your fourth house show that you can't even be comfortable at your home because you still have to be this martyr and give and make sure that people know that you're okay and be kind of like this um like Jesus like he was the center of you know the 12 disciples he had to he felt like he was the center of his home in every sense and um that's tough man that's really tough um, yeah, that's really tough. Um, but yeah, he felt like he couldn't really express his emotions. He wasn't allowed to. He always felt like he wasn't allowed to during his life. And he felt this way probably during his death too. Which is sad. Which makes sense. You know, kind of, you kind of think of like, you know, he was moving around a lot. He wasn't, didn't agree with his stepfather. Didn't get along with them. A lot of things changes happening under it wasn't under his control and he couldn't didn't have any say for anything so he's like why feel you know what I mean so he was definitely a Pisces moon with the emotion 
he kept he felt all that emotion deep down inside you get what i'm saying um he didn't often express his emotions similar to a pisces mood he kind of had that even kill type of vibe you know what i mean um really interesting um, let's look at his sixth house his sixth house is ruled by aries um both his fifth and his sixth is fifth and his sixth is ruled by aries which is interesting um but his sixth house is ruled by aries so it shows that he had some um injuries like the brain injuries injuries with the head and remember how i say he was um epileptic yep shows right there and for it to be at the very end of aries and most of his six being in taurus does show that yep he had it in his early life and it eventually left you know what i mean it was connected to a past life thing because his south node is in zero degrees taurus um in the sixth house so it was something that he had to finish some energy had to finish within his um, past life that's why he was epileptic um which is really interesting uh, maybe this was kind of a lesson for him to learn about his self-worth and also learn about his own identity to kind of humble him and make him kind of remember his roots a bit. That's what I'm assuming. Um, generally, he had good luck with his help with having Venus here. Um, you know, like Venus is very auspicious. And for it to be in Taurus as well, that's really good because Taurus rules Venus. But it kind of also shows, too, that if he desired something within his everyday life or within his health, he would get it. And so people see, you know, if you wanted Vicodin, he would get Vicodin. If you want a specific drug that would help him, he will get it prescription-wise. You know what I mean? Um, he would just get it. And it kind of shows that he probably didn't think things fully through when he would, t- when he would get certain prescriptions. Um, for his sixth house to be ruled by Aries, Aries is known for being quite um, impulsive. So if they, they hear something work, they jump at it. You know what I mean? Um, but it does show with Aries' sixth house that he did care about his health. He wasn't um, trying to be careless. He tried to be very involved in his health, um, but he was just impulsive in the things that will try to heal him. Get what I'm saying? Um, Aries is ruled by Mars. So let's see where Mars is in his chart is in his fourth house. So some of the issues that he had were hereditary. I believe his father may have had um, an addiction problem. Maybe I've heard of that. That might not be true. And if it is, I apologize. I don't want to, um, you know, offend anyone in that case. So that was saying that, let me actually look that up to make sure that was true. Yeah, I don't hear about his father having um, addiction problems, but I definitely remember hearing about his sister having it. So maybe it's a family thing. Who knows? Um, Probably his parents were involved, but maybe someone else within his family were. Um, They were born during a tricky time, too, where um, addiction kind of ran rampant, honestly. Um, But even, like, it could say, too, that maybe his head injury issues, the, um, the epilepsy, um, was hereditary more than anything um, especially since Mars is in Aries as well um, yeah like an ancestry thing that's how I see it um, yeah 
So this is his. It's kind of like straight through. Um, and look at his eighth house. His eighth house is ruled by Gemini. And the funny thing is, he's an eighth houser with his son being right on the eighth house cusp of Gemini. Um, that's that's in Gemini. You know what I mean? Um, so that's really interesting within itself. So it shows that he had this like teetered between life and death vitality and transformation um that he could it's a part of his identity to go through certain types of transformation um so that's really quite interesting it shows that he might have had a lot of almost died situations such as the situation he had at the airport um so that's how I kind of see that energy not everyone that has son in the eighth is like that but what I'm saying is that with him his son being right at the eighth house cusp that's extremely powerful it really is um but eighth house sons do often think about transformation in all sense of the word death um, intimacy the occult and things like that and he was definitely into kind of learning more about um, different aspects of spirituality and he eventually ended up being a Jehovah Witness um, who they're very strict when it comes to the occult and they do not want to even touch on divination at all but I wouldn't be surprised if he truly identified with that type of um, you know as the esoteric culture okay um, having vertex here too shows that he probably had kind of a faded uh, event when it came to um you know eighth house matters which is intimacy sex um he probably had a twin flame honestly um you know the divination as well um but when he touched on divination you know palaces is in his eighth he he was he was serious about it you know what i mean he practiced he practiced it like perfectly with precision with details and stuff like that but um yeah I wouldn't be surprised and I actually kind of got that vibe from him that he did kind of like was interested in the occult and into if not even the occult uh before he was a Jehovah Witness into darker type of subjects you get what I'm saying um it wasn't just all love, light, and butterflies and rainbows. Like, he understood that there is a true duality. You get what I'm saying? And he didn't mind going into the dark. His light was in the dark. His sun is in the eighth house. You get what I'm saying? And he understood, He definitely understands the whole conception of duality just naturally through his chart. You know what I mean? Um, having your sun and the moon in your north node in water houses he has an action in all his water houses a lot of action in water houses um, that's that's huge you know um so yeah that's that his eighth house is um ruled by gemini and gemini is ruled by mercury and mercury is in the seventh house interesting so his transformation was caused by a partner of his whether it's a romantic partner, a business partner, an old business partner, I don't know. But I do know that Mercury's conjunct Lachesis. That's interesting. And I also do know that Sun is conjunct Vesta, Keeper of the Hearth. That's interesting. All of it's in Gemini, though. 
which is really evil. Even though his um, seventh house is ruled by Taurus, all of that energy that's in the seventh house is in Gemini. Um, so it makes me see that he, if he had, if his death issues was probably something to do with the pair, um, paired body parts except for the feet the hands the arms or maybe the lungs he probably couldn't breathe um well duh that's how people usually die but i think his issue initially that he was he couldn't breathe something was messing with his way of breathing something was up with his lungs um i wouldn't be surprised if that was the case here but we wouldn't really know the details in whole unless we were to look at um, the death chart. I do know that his son being so close to um, the eighth house is kind of showing that it shows the fatigue that, you know, is going through his vitality is going through a transformation. So it shows that he had some fatigue for sure. Um just looking through here um yeah that's what i'm saying but let's see actually let's see um some of the aspects that some of these house rulers are making right so it's fourth house rulers in uranus um his fourth house rulers in aquarius aquarius is planetary ruler is uranus uranus is in the ninth house um hmm. ninth house is interesting um because he was in his home like home when he passed so for it to Uranus being the ninth house maybe he was being taken care of someone or kind of looking into something that was totally different from what he was used to um someone with a different belief different philosophy different culture um yeah Uranus does show accidents though but you know Uranus is also in his natal chart conjunct Atropos um, which represents death so kind of like accidental death could be something um but the thing is though with that fourth house having Mars here I felt like someone wanted to make it look like an accident like it was an accident yes but they kind of planned it so it, it could work that way in their favor um the thing is with his uranus conjunct also pars of fortune like he was used to being able to get out of a situation um again he teetered often along with the um life and death you know what i mean his son being in the eighth and so close to the eighth house cusp so that was kind of like nothing to him. Like he's like, yeah, and I, I, it was like, I wouldn't be surprised if instead of Uranus being like an accident, Uranus is being like shocked, like, whoa, I actually died this time. You know what I mean? But with Uranus also conjunct Ceres, um, again, it shows that it was an accident by a caretaker. Um, Ceres represents the nurturer, how you nurture others. Um, you know, the actions taken to nurture somebody. So, yeah, I kind of see, like, this is an accident from a um, caretaker who kind of practiced things differently from what he did um, or what he was used to, you know what I mean? Which it kind of shows that, like, I don't know if this was his first time trying to 
get off of these drugs in a healthy way or what maybe this shows too that the person gave him the fentanyl and or fentanyl whatever it's pronounced and um you know they were of a different culture of him different race different descent from a different country you know what I mean the the person that gave him that fentanyl which if it was that dude um the son of that doctor you know he I think that son of the doctor is white um I don't know if they're from a different country or not and prince is black so I I don't know if that could be it um yeah interesting um to kind of switch this over if we look at pluto pluto is right at his 10th house which shows that his death would have been a great deal but also shows that he had a lot of transformations within his career which he did he was played every different type of role (laughs) and within his career you know what i mean definitely iconic definitely ever-changing within his career for sure and with um his 10th house being right near regulus um shows that literally he was the king of what he did he was the most exalted that's why he was just so good at what he did um but it does show too that uh, both pluto and the mc being at 29 degrees shows that it was um painstaking again with that critical degree you know what i mean very painstaking um he, he learned all the lessons of leo um, it had all the creativity and talent of Leo, but it was, it was a hard thing to bear, um, hard burden to bear. And you have some of this Virgo-ness with the kind of determination and doing things in a routine and being organized and um, doing things thoroughly, which he definitely did. But at what cost? You know what I mean? I felt like his hard work ended up giving him the pain that caused him to pass, you know, especially with Virgo also being in the um intercepted in the 10th house too um you know it shows that yeah he had the hard work um of the Vir- of the virgo um, organized routine but maybe um he didn't look after his health like he should have and that part was muted because interception intercepted signs show the part of you that's muted a bit um so that's really interesting interesting um yeah um anywho look kind of looking through um uranus a little bit more see if there's any aspects i see here um uranus is um square neptune neptune is in scorpio and then also the um first decan of scorpio which is also ruled by pluto death caused by death having some um could be caused by drugs but also death um being um, very confusing there's some mystery within a death like no one knows what's going on and what happened especially with this north node also being in um, the first decade of scorpio and conjunct in neptune um and in the 12th house kind of shows that his self-sabotage ways of self-undoing may have caused the death but I definitely am comfortable enough to say that he is protected and he's okay. Um, but there's definitely some, not only mystery to his death, but also some things that will just never be known. You know, different between um, 
you know, the eighth house and the twelfth house. And the reason why I mentioned the eighth house is because um, these energies are in Scorpio. It's because um, the eighth house is secrets, but again, it, the secrets can be uncovered. The unknown is just the unknown, and it will never be uncovered. It's just unknown in this earthly realm until we get out of this um, earthly realm. That's the only way we'll know. So the only way we'll know about his death is if he speaks up on it. But it looks like he ain't going to speak up on it, even in spirit, because of um, the Scorpio energy here. Which it makes sense because a lot of mediums try to reach out to him and he does not talk much. And he's very like, listen, you're going to respect me. You're going to do this. You're going to, you know what I mean? He's really he's like strict and like, don't play no shit. <laughs> he really don't. So, um, with Neptune being retrograde as well, like it kind of shows too that um, all his the, the elusiveness and maybe some addictions and an escapism was something that he was battling internally, um, which again shows that whole like he didn't want anyone to realize he had any pain or any addiction or anything like that, you know. But it makes it the unknownness of his death even more unknown, you know. Um, but yeah, I definitely see that, you know, it's of course, even within the, the uh, reports that, yeah, he ended up being like he was addicted to his painkillers. But that Mars being in the fourth like that um, and the Mars being the sixth house ruler makes me think that might have been a quiet aggressor in a situation that kind of set this up for it to work in their favor um wouldn't be surprised if that was the case uranus is um you know uh, in conjunct to dark move lilith which shows that god like someone was trying to get back at him you know what i mean someone was trying to get back at him this was a revenge type of thing and then with dark moon Lilith being in capricorn is from a um, a higher earthly power so like um someone um the powers that be basically what in the earthly realm not in the spirit like not higher power in a spiritual sense but just in the earthly sense someone that's in high power they can control things so i won't be surprised if um his labels his old label the people some people that he some people that felt that they he wronged them for trying to get his own music if they were mad and they um you know gave him some payback somehow in form of an accident quote unquote you get what i'm saying mars also being trying uranus kind of shows that hmm, it makes me wonder like it was he did he had any marks in his they said there was no foul play so i guess he had no marks but with mars being trying uranus i kind of feel like i don't know that kind of shows more of a um accident but like an accident that caused like some immediate pain um it was like bam you know what i mean like and then you die um but it's also trining too. Trining kind of gives a more softer, harmonious, easygoing accident. Um, maybe not so brute. So I don't know. It's a little tricky there. Uh, if if Mars and um, Uranus was conjunct, I'll definitely say like, nah, someone 
hurt him like directly but trying kind of that, that's something to consider a, a more harmonious accident I don't know how you could be a harmonious happy and harmonious and have a har- like have a harmonious accident I don't know if, if that's possible but <laughs> um kind of like an accident that just kind of moves smoothly you know maybe but again the thing that kind of shows me kind of makes the picture a little bit more clearer is with Uranus um squared um Venus you know this accident happened from because of his desires of trying to feel better you know what I mean his desires to kind of tend to his health which was this medicine you know what I mean but it does show that this, this was accident it was like a, some sort of accident it was an accident on his part because it's his natal chart you know what I mean it was an accident on his part but this Mars is making me think that there might have been an aggressor here um Oh, Uranus is um, sextile Vesta, too. So, you know, that might be something there. Vesta, keeper of the herds. People kind of want the the industry to be a certain way. They don't want it to change. They want to keep the tradition. They want to keep the culture, the industry of these businesses eating off of people, eating out of artists, and winning off of it. You know what I mean? Let's take a quick look at Mars, though, since Mars is uh, more of a violent type of death but also the ruler of his sixth house mars is sextile his eighth house ruler which is mercury um you know what i mean so it kind of shows an aggressor caused his transformation see guys i I knew something was up with that mars in the fourth i really did um yeah it may it may have been um yeah, well, I saw 222 at the time, too. You know how I am with my numerology, y'all. Let's actually see um, we if we can get a clearer picture of what that means and if that kind of goes with what we were ta- just talking about. All right. Um, per use from the sacred scribe angelnumbers.blogspot.com. Um, angel number 222 tells you that everything will turn out for the best in the long term do not put your energies into negativity be aware that all is being worked out by spirit for the highest good of all involved angel number 222 is also reminding you to keep up the good work you're doing as evidence of your manifestations are coming to fruition angel number 222 is the message of faith and trust from your angels remember that nothing happens by chance and everything happens for a reason retain a positive attitude and you will find that everything will be will have a positive results and you will receive abundant blessings in divine right timing so maybe his transformation um was a good thing um of course it's a good thing right for everybody but um people tried to put him down and um tried to kill him off of some greedy stuff but he ended up ascending and is way more to life than earth you know what i mean um maybe it has something to do with that uh also i feel like that's my angels telling me that i'm on the right track with this aggressor being involved in his death you get what i'm saying i also think it's quite interesting that um you know mars is actually trying juno in parts of fortune so it does show that um you know the aggressor probably had some type of good luck in this situation but maybe juno keeps popping up Um, I, i can see it possibly as a business partner 
um, doing him wrong, someone that he had partnership with, but for for it to also um, trying Juno, um, you know, maybe a partner that he was with thought that they was gonna get something out of his death and was involved and was connected with it. I don't know. That's really interesting. Um, it's in the ninth house too, which shows that he really was into people um, of different ethnicities and different cultures and stuff. I don't know if he was currently with someone. It says that he wasn't. I don't know what that person was thinking because he wasn't married. He didn't marry the person. So I don't know about that. That was kind of tricky. Um, but this also can say too that his life partners um, that he were with was interested and concerned about his health because Mars is also the sixth house ruler. You get what I'm saying? Um, so that might be something. It might be just me being a little bit cautious. <laughs> like, I don't know if you should trust this person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, um, I already mentioned Pluto um, in conjunct Mars, right? Um, we do also have... Um, Mars is in conjunct um, the North Node. So that's really interesting. Um, maybe his death wasn't, it wasn't supposed to, he wasn't supposed to die that way. And it's interesting too because I remember seeing like other medium, um, medium ships like saying he's fine, but he's kind of like stuck. I think he's mad that he died that way. And he actually has some work to do, some other work to do that he was supposed to do. But he's still like higher than the typical person that dies and has some work to do still. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Which kind of shows because this Neptune also conjuncts his North Node, like spirituality and kind of um, ascension, soul ascension is important to him. And it's in his 12th house. And so, I, I, you know, he probably had more work to do, but he kind of done so much and had such a deep um you know uh, mission here that yeah he still got work to do but he's way above y'all hoes you get what i'm saying um that's the kind of vibe that i'm catching there and then mars is square dark moon lilith um someone's trying to get paid back it probably didn't work out in their favor somehow though but someone was trying to get some type of payback <coughs> excuse me yeah that's what i see and dark moon love is usually um for a man um or of masculine energy of feminine energy giving you payback um he was just so androgynous that i would i don't know if i should call prince uh, feminine energy or masculine energy honestly um i see a little bit more feminine energy with him so i want to be sure i wouldn't i don't know i don't know actually don't know and then lastly let's look at mercury real quick because um then it's about to be like 40 minutes of <laughs> us talking about his natal chart and we haven't even touched his death chart yet um mercury is on this eighth house ruler of course and it is sextile juno maybe i wouldn't be surprised honestly with this transformation that he had that um, you know, he met up with his life partner that he was supposed to be with. Uh, maybe his life partner passed. 
you know what I mean sex ties a good energy so maybe that's it um again it shows that he usually has good luck with his transformations with uh, mercury also sextile um parts of fortune um and mercury also um sextile um uranus again like he was shocked i think that he passed but he was like okay well whatever you know what i mean um Pluto is square his um Mercury again like his death was definitely caused by like this lung like this breathing thing I believe that's what caused his transformation and it was just a thing that gone real wrong you get what I'm saying RIP is conjunct um I mean square Mercury exactly so yeah that energy was just lingering around lingering around him um yeah and like it was kind of like if you don't that's the thing like we always have these like death asteroids like making conjunctions or aspecting our personal planets but it's saying like uh, we have free will so if we keep going along these unhealthy habits right um during these transits of death could happen but if we um while these transits are happen we kind of turn things around then we we can turn things around and that transformation will not happen you get what i'm saying mercury in conjunct neptune and um north node as well um in the 12th house they're in the 12th house as well so again because drugs were involved these painkillers were involved and this was supposed to be a fated event for him whether he ended up um getting off the drugs or not you know what i mean so if he got on the drugs he was gonna die if he uh, kept on kept being on the drugs he was gonna die if he decided to really change things and not take that pill then it could have just turned a different way and i know you're like duh would have turned a different way but the thing is though it's like you you cannot take that pill and still die off of something else <laughs> you know what i mean or die just later time that day you know like but, but, but with this aspect though i felt like he was literally teetering between life and death just like how his son's right on the eighth house cusp you get what i'm saying Mercury in conjunct Dark Moon Lilith. All these things are conjunct Dark Moon Lilith. I think someone's trying to give him the payback. I really do, y'all. And then Mercury is also sextile Mars, which I already talked about. So, yeah, I think someone was involved in this. Okay. So, let's look at his depth charts, y'all. I'm going to move on to the next segment, okay? all right let's get started with um prince's death chart so like i said before um you know the ambulance wasn't called for him until 9 30 a.m on april 21st 2016 he was found collapsed in the elevator um he was actually pronounced dead when the paramedics came there at 10 7 a.m same day but they said that he, they couldn't revive him because he's been dead for at least six hours. 
So what I'm going to first look at is look at the chart of the, you know, him being passed at six hours at 3.43 a.m. Okay. Um, and see if we can um, see anything from there. Okay. Um, actually, not 3.43 a.m. I'm looking at. Where did I get the 40? Oh, no. He, um, the ambulance wasn't called um, until um, 9.43. Excuse me. So that's why I'm using the 43. Okay. So let's look at here. Um, he had Aquarius um, as a rising sign, 19 degrees Aquarius. And it was um, actually my Venus is in 20 degrees Aquarius. So that could be why my heart was broken when he passed. I was so, I didn't want to believe it. I couldn't listen to his music. I was just so mad, y'all. I was so mad. I was more mad than anything. I was really sad. Of course, but very mad. I didn't even want to. I was just so so sad. But um, anyways, um, he, him having Aquarius as his um chart ruler for his death chart shows that it was an unconventional, weird, possible accident. That like that type of death. You know what I mean? Um that it was just kind of came out of nowhere and he just passed so it could have been and it could have been an accident like it really could have um so i definitely wanted to add that part there um another thing too is that the um you know aquarius represents the legs um the bottom half of the legs like the calves um so i kind of confused how that kind of got involved what does that exactly mean when it's connected to his death um what his legs had to do with it um aquarius represents movement too because remember it's random like things that kind of come out of nowhere so it kind of makes me think like especially with that aggressor thing was he forced to take that drug remember fentanyl can be injected maybe they inject it in his leg you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's kind of interesting how that's there. And Uranus is huge within his birth chart, too. Um, with, you know, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Uranus in his death chart is in his second house in Aries. Um, mm-hmm. And there goes that Aries again. It's they. I wonder if his head was hit, but they said they didn't see no foul play though. Like, I feel like they would have saw if they like did something to his head. But it is in the second house, which makes me think too that this was all for money, all for his possessions. You get what I'm saying? All for the, his art because second house does have an artistic vibe and it's ruled by Taurus definitely could be it um yeah that's really interesting look at his fourth house rulers in Gemini which matches up with his eighth house ruler so definitely connected to his death being within his home um in a private area um because the fourth house represents the home eighth house his natal eighth house is in gemini that represents death so his death is literally in his home do you get what i'm saying 
Um, you know, another thing too is that Anubis is in the fourth house too. And again, this whole like lungs thing with Gemini representing lungs. So that could be something too. Um, Mercury is... Where's Mercury? In the third house. Hmm. Which is ruled by Gemini too. So something with him breathing. But again, peep this y'all. Um, Mercury is not only conjunct R.I.P., but also conjunct Vesta. Keeper of the hearth. Yeah. Warner Brothers were involved in this, y'all. It's in Taurus too. It was for his money. They wanted to shut him up. He was talking too much. They wanted his money. They wanted his possessions. And yeah. I'm actually very confident within that. We can continue this reading, of course. But, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Sixth house, right? Ruled by Cancer. Cancer and the moon represents the most tumultuous part of your life. Um, and so it shows that his health was up and down. And he was going through it health-wise. Um, there's nothing in the sixth house, but the moon is in the eighth. So again, his health caused his death. But again, as well, um, you know, with that Mars Vesta RIP thing, and then with Mars kind of being having a deep connection within his natal chart and his death, definitely someone else was involved. They affected his health to be that way. Kind of similar to the Michael Jackson thing where people enabled him. Um, knew what was going on and just kind of kept it going. Um, and so, yeah, it was his help that caused his transformation within his life. Um, look at actually his eighth house. His eighth house is ruled by Libra. So a partner of his caused a death. And the thing is, is that again, Pisces and Virgo are intercepted. His if you have if you're Aquarius, your eighth house ruler usually is in Virgo. And so for Virgo to be totally skipped, that shows that not only was his health ignored, right? And he, he wasn't doing his routines and his like typical things. Um, but then he was also kind of doing some self-sabotage and self-undoing as well with Pisces also being intercepted. And Pisces, Neptune being in Pisces and that being intercepted. He wasn't as he wasn't as spiritually connected as he should have been. Um, it seems like um, it also shows too that South Node in Chiron um, is intercepted. So his like the, the, this karmic he wasn't connected spiritually in um, at all because when 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 your when your nodes are intercepted. Or if you're in a situation where your nodes are intercepted, you know, your body's just a shell. Your soul is like what's real is is your energy, right? And the thing is with that is that you, that shows that you kind of like, you're not spiritually connected if it's intercepted because interception shows where you're muted, especially with it being in Pisces and Virgo, which... Virgo's known as the Earth Angel. Pisces is literally spirituality. Neptune is intercepted as well. Chiron is intercepted, which is a karmic type of um, asteroid. So yeah, y'all, like he might have been really dazed within these situations, within these um, drugs, you know, at, the, at that particular moment in which he passed. Um, 
which is sad especially since you know jupiter was in virgo at the time too which is like all about health if but if it's intercepted then it's muted and virgo was retrograde at that time too um virgo so please look at the seventh house real quick before i continue with the eighth Virgo is in retrograde. I mean, excuse me. Jupiter is in, is retrograde within Virgo. He's supposed to have this great abundance with his health, with his routine, his everyday task, and he is intercepted and retrograde. So it's not that energy is actually not working. It's all internal, and he's not doing the things externally to help his health, help his routine. Um, so even if he did honestly see that doctor and it was going to help him get clean off the painkillers it probably would have lasted long until virgo was direct vertex is conjunct virgo to i mean conjunct jupiter as well showing that this was a faded event that this was actually happening this way for a reason this intervention him seeing this doctor um, even if he didn't actually follow through it would have somehow been important into his life um and this very moment when he passed was kind of like a eye-opening moment for him before he passed. Um, it also shows too. Remember how with Michael Jackson's, like I saw Jupiter as the person that was involved, like very um, as the doctor, since they have a whole bunch of knowledge when it comes to health, because Virgo represents health. And so a doctor was definitely involved. They kept things quiet though, um, with it being retrograde. His um, the reasoning of why he did things is still quiet and he's keeping it quiet and he's not saying much about it. So that son may have been on some shit. You know what I mean? The son may have been on some shit and I don't know exactly what. I don't know if he was connected with Warner Brothers or anyone that, you know, if it was like a real deep conspiracy like that, but he was on some shit. I don't know what exactly, but he was on something. Um, this was like a, seems, I don't know. I don't know. So far, I'm, I'm not seeing negligence. I'm seeing like this was supposed to, like he, they, they wanted to kind of do this. Cause it's not making any, it's not, no, it's not aspected to Uranus at all. Just Jupiter. So seemed a little planned to me honestly um but let's look at the eighth house though um again eighth house is ruled by libra showing that his a partner of his someone that he was connected with someone he made a business partnership with caused his transformation caused his death the moon shows the most tumultuous part of his life so this death really kind of shook him up um you know for some people death is peaceful it wasn't for him um he had a feeling something weird was going to happen, but he kind of didn't see it coming at the same time. Um, to kind of actually go back to, to the first house, Palace is in the first house in Aquarius. I feel like this had some, this had plans and details. This was, this was a setup for him. I think he was set up. Straight up. I think he was set up. Um, keep seeing Juno. Juno's in the eighth house too, not aspecting moon or anything, but it's in the eighth house and it's retrograde. And when you usually natally, if you have Neptune retrograde, I mean Ju Juno retrograde, excuse me, 
um, that it shows that um, your partner is controlling. Um, Jupiter represents the husband, again, a controlling partner. Um, you know what I mean? So someone was trying to control him in a sly way, though, like, like maybe manipulating him since it's in the eighth house and in Scorpio. And he's smart, so I'm really surprised that it happened that way. But maybe it was someone really close to him that kind of tugged at his heartstrings and so they could manipulate him. Saturn in the 10th um, kind of gives me vibes that, again, someone of power did this. And it's conjunct Mars. Someone, of, man, this is connected with someone with power. And he had no control over the situation because Saturn was retrograde. He had no control over the situation at all. He was restricted. And Mars was retrograde too. See, remember I said I, had, I wouldn't be surprised if Mars was retrograde? They did this on the low. But the thing is interesting here is... Mars is in the 10th house, so things will eventually come to light, but maybe not everything, since Neptune is death included into his death. Maybe not everything, but some things will come to light. Osiris is conjunct Saturn, too. Well, I wouldn't say that's conjunct. It's five degrees. Never mind. But with Mars, Mars conjunct Saturn... They're both retrograde in the 10th house. I feel like so people are going to get hip to something. But something's going to be brought to light. But since Neptune is like kind of deeply involved within his chart, maybe not every everything, but something's going to pop off. They might reinvestigate this. I know they, they didn't file any criminal charges, but they might reinvestigate this. And things were kind of being brought to light with the whole, like, he didn't even know he was taking fentanyl. He, was take, he thought he was taking um, Vitacon or whatever, not Vitacon. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know these drugs, honestly. <laughs> um, it's interesting he had Requiem in the 11th. People took months, like, trying to like remembering him I remember I was so proud of Boston we lit up the our, um, one of our tallest buildings the Prudential Center a Prudential building with purple for him for a week I think so that was beautiful I think we did it longer than a week actually but Pluto was in 11th too so again transformation within his um, with how people see him um, how people received his talents people always knew he was a genius people always knew he was great but you know when you die things kind of change a little bit um you know how how your fans and how people recognize you so that was definitely there and with that being in in Capricorn too it shows that like you know he he was like um he just was remembered in a great positive way it gave him a lot of status and in rep- recognition that he deserved for his legacy you get what I'm saying um interesting y'all um let's look at Uranus and see if there are any aspects that are notable um 
Uranus is sextile Pallas. Makes me think that... Pallas is an asteroid, though. I wouldn't say it's sextile. Never mind, y'all. <laughs> but, I, 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 but regardless, even with that, I felt like it was something was planned. Because Pallas is in the first house. Excuse me for making that mistake, y'all. But let me look up some more. It's interesting because um, these planets are like bunched up into each other. Um, I can't say Uranus is semi-sextile south node. That means it's in conjunct north node. So this kind of makes me think that even though this was supposed to happen, maybe it wasn't supposed to happen this way. Maybe it wasn't supposed to die yet. It was an option, of course, because we have free will, but it was kind of like the more weaker option. You get what I'm saying? Um, just It just shows in conjunctions and sextiles, semi-sextiles, represents just a complete misunderstanding. So that's why that's I mean, like, it wasn't supposed to end up being the way that it did. Like, it, it, he wasn't supposed to die that way. And again, like with this whole spiritual thing, like he um, definitely was a spiritual person, more spiritual than most. I can sense it. I can feel it, me being a 12th houser. But his Chiron, the Chiron being in Pisces still shows that he was healing a lot of his self-sabotage and his self-undoing ways. All of us were at that time. Um, and so he had trauma with that he was healing that and with Pisces representing drugs and escapism he was trying to heal that at the moment um ah bless him it's sad but like um again this accident with it being semi-sextile this accident kind of deterred the healing and fucked everything shook everything up fucked everything up yeah I mean um Uranus is semi-sextile to Mercury exactly which is the ruler of his fourth house. The darkest part of your chart. So that's interesting. It kind of shows how the accident happened and how it's just kept secret. Um, or a sudden thing that happened. Like it was sudden to him. Um, but with Uranus being conjunct venus again i i saw something similar within his birth chart it's this is like him because him being compulsive with his desires and going with it and things just ended up and then happening by accident so it's kind of it reminds me this very much reminds me of michael's situation where this was might have been a planned thing kind of um okay they're like he had some inside people um they were saying like yeah um he is addicted to painkillers because of a hip injury and a hip replacement and so let's take advantage of that make it seem like he died this way um so we can have control over his estate and control over his music and stuff you know what i mean like a, just a long drawn out plan like kind of like maybe he has some undercover people even within paisley park you get what i'm saying and they were just waiting for this to happen and it did you you, you feel you feel me guys you get what i'm saying i wouldn't be surprised if that happened i would not 
especially with the son being in the second they wanted his possessions with him dying his vitality going away they was gonna get his possessions that's the that's the new with him dying at this time that's the new like where the lights shine shining right now his possessions his material his self-worth let's see what how much he's worth so how much we can sell from this you know what i mean how much we how much money we can get from this you already know i saw the whole vesta mercury situation that's that's some funny shit there (laughs) that's some funny shit there but let's continue with um mercury though um mercury is um semi-sextile to anibis exactly anibis represents death and so it shows like death within the home but with it being semi-sextile um kind of just shows some disagreements like the like the universe wasn't okay with the death happening this way um it shows with anibis being in gemini that it could have been avoided with more communication especially with Mercury being there too. More communication this could have been avoided. This didn't have to happen this way. Mercury square pars of fortune in the seventh house too. It wasn't lucky for him because it's a square, but it was lucky for that partner, the, the culprit. You know what I mean? Um... If we look at the descendant, though, the culprit um, is represented by Leo. And Leo's ruled by the sun. Sun's in the second house. Again, this is for money. So there, it's just, this wasn't just no thing. You know what I mean? Like, again, like, he caused his death, but he didn't at the same time. He was tricked. He was, you know what I mean? He was set up somehow. They, they they use his weakness to kill him so they can get some money off of it. So there is actual a cul- there's a culprit involved here. And with Mars also ain't Mars conjuncting his MC. There goes that person trying to take pl- like Mars is the aggressor. Because uh, Mars is also conjunct Saturn which is the authority figure. Mars is the aggressor. They want to take advantage of his status, his, recu- his his legacy, his reputation. You get what I'm saying? Wild shit, yo. Wild ass shit, man. Um, Mercury is trying. Um, North Node shows that he was thinking about his path, his life path, thinking about his spiritual ascension. How health was involved in that since North Node is in Virgo. How he needs to, you know, worry about his possessions and in his legacy. And he was doing that, you know what I mean? And so that energy was flowing easily. But I guess folks didn't like that he was focused on that. You get what I'm saying? I think Moon being in the 8th house is interesting too because I feel like, again, this kind of shows that a caretaker, someone that was supposed to be nurturing to him, caused his transformation. You know? But it's not... I mean, the you're... Okay, I can say your Uranus is opposite 
the moon, right? But Uranus was in Aries, so I feel like, you know, it's kind of like they're trying to, they're doing this for self-serving reasons, you know what I mean? Um, instead of worrying about, instead of being his true partner, which was represented by Leo, I mean Libra, and nurturing him to back to health, which is represented by the moon, um, it was just fo- too focused on how this was going to make them look, and too focused, and too focused on getting the things that Prince desired, not really were focused on nurturing him, and that caused the death, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it could have been an accident, but again, like, this could have been all just a scheme, and they knew it was going to happen anyway, but maybe they didn't want it to happen the way it did, you know what I mean, do you get what, I hope y'all get what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, that's what I'm really feeling here, but, um, yeah, that's what I'm really feeling, but let's look at, you know, I want to focus more on Venus, though, because it is the eighth house ruler, and the eighth house really does tell us the most about death and the, and the transformation. Um, I really wanted to focus on the aspects between Uranus and Venus more than anything. Sixth house is important, too. That's why I mentioned the moon a little bit, as well as the fourth house. That's why I looked at some of the aspects with Mercury. But um, Uranus and Venus is really important here. And I think it's really interesting how they were conjuncting at the time. It shows that death, what the death was in, you know, <laughs> death was extremely prominent. Um, maybe he wasn't supposed to die this way. That maybe it was an option, but it wasn't supposed to be his like real way of dying. You know what I mean? I feel like all of us, we have different, it's like there's different dimensions of like how life ends up to us. And we can, there's weaker ones, but there's strong ones. There's ones that like are really strong that if we follow that way, we follow our life path and we follow things that way, that we did things right and we really go through an ascension. I think he went through the weaker dimensions. Like he kind of followed that and that kind of made him die the way he died. But if he followed his life path fully, then he would have died in a way where he would have just automatically ascend it instead of ascend it but kind of still need to work on some things you get what I'm saying but it does show with Venus and um Uranus conjunction not only that yeah that's just this is talking about his transformation this was a transformation um that could have been caused by an accident from his desires which were which were drugs um but with it being an Aries, it was his body hurt. He wasn't just no fiend. Like, he was really in pain. And he thought he was helping himself. You know what I mean? And that's so sad. That's so sad. It's, con- it's square, though. The sixth house cusp, which is interesting. Both Venus and Uranus. Which does show that it affected his health real bad. So that's really interesting. And if it if if it squares the sixth house cusp and it squares the eleventh house cusp, um, I mean, excuse me, twelfth house cusp, excuse me. 
which shows that, um, you know, yeah, he trans, he did transform or, um, and kind of went through an ascension, but it, you know, it wasn't the way that it, it, it wasn't the best way with Pluto is also right near the cusp of the 12th house too. So it shows transformation, transformation, you know what I mean? So again, like, it's kind of like what I said before, like we have different options, these different options of living from our free will. And these different options lead us to different dimensions and some are weaker, some are stronger. We fall, if we follow our life path the right way, then we go to the strongest way of how we go to this transformation. And then we go through an immediate ascension, right? I think, and if we kind of go through the small, the smaller and weaker dimensions, right? That we do ascend, yes, we do transform, yes, we do die, but we have things to do before we really ascend, ascend. I was like, oh, you ascending, ascending, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of feel like that with him. But he's good, though. He's good because he was spiritually, he had, he, he was extremely spiritual. He had his shit together, but he has some things to kind of clean up and connect before he ascend, ascend. You get what I'm saying? Let's look at the other death charts. So when the ambulance was called, see if we see some funny shit. Um, 29 degrees, Gemini is the rising sign. Critical point. And remember how, wow, and remember how his um, eighth house is ruled by, NATO eighth house is ruled by Gemini, which represents transformation and death. So this is when they finally found out he died. This actually, they could, this kind of could say that they really didn't know he was in the elevator, maybe? They didn't know he was like passed out for all that time. But how is he not accounted for for six hours though? That's what makes me feel like I don't, that don't make no, that don't make no damn sense. Cause he kind of stayed up in weird hours. So it's like, oh, we thought he was sleeping. Like that's bullshit to me. That's bullshit to me. It's not aspecting Uranus either. So it's making me think that this wasn't no accident. This wasn't no accident. It is trying the moon though so it does show that you know there was a connection a harmonious connection between him and his nurturer the person that was supposed to be taking care of him um so that doctor knew that doctor knew for a minute too and that doctor knew for a while they were maybe trying to revive him themselves. I don't know. It's also trying to um palace. Palace showed like detailed and plans. Yeah, they knew. They knew. Oh, and they was trying to plan stuff. They was probably scared that he died. It's because he was like, you know, he was um. They, they, they were probably scared because it's Prince. Like, you know what I mean? It was interesting. If we look at the seventh house, the seventh house rules. 
that's kind of representing death charts the culprit right and so Sagittarius is ruled the ruling the seventh house at the 29 degrees of Sag very critical point this is the reason why they called the cops is because they were anxious and all over the place because they're like oh shit like we're gonna lose them for real for real I wouldn't be surprised if I don't know it could have been like they found them and they're like oh my god but it's not aspecting Uranus you know what I mean so I don't think that's it because it's, it's eight degrees away so it's not aspecting Uranus but they were they were probably being more frantic because like wow we really killed like he's gone like what the fuck are we going to do I feel like it's more of that um, I see three, 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 three. I see four threes on my, me recording, and then I see three, four, six. So I'm about to look at that real quick before I continue. But hold on, y'all. Four threes is major. So I really want to look at that. Oh my god, they don't have it. Wait one second, y'all. I know three refers to the Ascendant Masters. So maybe... And I know he was a... um, A Jehovah Witness. So maybe Jesus was with him during the time. Um, So let me read this off to you real quick. The 3333 repeating number sequence indicates that the ascendant masters and angels are near you at this time, reassuring you of their love, support, and companionship. You notice the number angel number 3333 repeating to you, call upon the ascendant masters and angels often. They are aware of your position or situation and know the best way to go about things for the highest good. They will help and guide you through your next life phase and wait for you, wait for you to call upon them. So yeah, he probably he passed at that time called on you know he was he was probably with the ascended masters already but yet by the time they called they're probably even saying oh god help (laughs) oh my god we're gonna do they probably will on that type of shit and i think this is again telling me that i'm that my ascended masters are with me the ascended masters are with me and they're saying that i'm doing that i'm saying the right things i kind of feel that too but let's look at also three, four, six. I want to see what that, if that says anything, if that means anything, excuse me. Um, with three, four, six, let me read this off for you real quick before we continue with the reading. Angel number three, four, six tells, tells you that the responsibility, diligence, and reliability you have displayed has held you in good stead and you have manifested a continued supply of abundance and prosperity into your life. Trust that all of your material and monetary needs will be met and yourself and your loved ones are safe and protected. Have no fear or of lack or loss and continue the great work. Um, hold on one second. Um, angel number 346 tells you not to allow your fears and or insecurities to consume you to where you are paralyzed and self-sabotage your chances of achieving your goals and aspirations. Guys, remember I kept saying self-sabotage, self-sabotage. <clears throat> Interesting. 
trust yourself in your path and use any perceived obstacles or difficulties as a platform to prove yourself to yourself trust that all your needs will be met and you will receive the money and support that you need and the universe is in charge of how that will happen maintain faith and trust in the benevolence and abundance of the universe he'll probably was freaking out over the the how you know his money situations with these damn people trying to take his money and his art angel number three four six suggests that you've been working diligently towards achieving your goals and finding balance between your daily work life and your spiritual journey keep up the good work so that's sad that shows that he was working on this right and he but virgo and pisces were intercepted when he passed so because that's the daily work and spiritual work you know what i mean the daily work is virgo spiritual work is pisces so that's kind of interesting even though he was working real hard to try to help himself earth like in the earthly realm and the spiritual realm it was intercepted at the time he passed so you know what i mean like it was it kind of didn't even work out at the end um that's crazy that's crazy so that kind of shows me that he did die at three o'clock in the morning instead um virgo in the time that they called the paramedics virgo was in the fourth house so again his death is the lowest part of the chart the most private part of the chart they're keeping it hush hush interesting and it's funny because the seventh house ruler is jupiter jupiter's in the fourth so again they're keeping it hush hush the his the person that has all the knowledge of his health is zip zip not saying shit shit (laughs) okay for real for real that's insane dude i wonder if they feel any guilt at all makes you wonder right like are you guilty pluto was in the seventh and conjunct the eighth house cusp transition was involved with a partner again it shows so many times death by partner death by partner death by partner um this could be business romantic whatever but it's in the it's conjunct the eighth house cusp so destin's in the eighth house so what's this destiny some type of transformation was supposed to be it was destined for him now whether it was death or not depend on what he chose and he chose the, the death part south no being in the 10th house his own his old accomplishments is being highlighted at this time you know and also some of the traumas and the things that he was trying to heal is being highlighted with chiron being in the 10th too um real interesting and then you know the sun being an 11th you know people his fans are worried it's being highlighted how people see him's being highlighted you know because i remember at first when they first said it they were just saying that um someone died at pacey park but they didn't say who you know um and then they finally end up saying that it was prince 
and we're never gonna know the involvement it looks like of the we're not we're never gonna know the full involvement of this setup you know what i mean with vesta being in the 12th here or at least at that moment they're like we can never let them know the secret secret like what's really really going on you know what i mean at the moment they called the um the paramedics but let's look at the time that they finally pronounced him dead um cancer rising right so you know he was being taken care of and nurtured by real folks um, but they couldn't save his life um interesting that the moon is in the fifth though the ruler of the first so that's kind of interesting um you know the moon kind of represents and cancer represents your the breast or the chest that's connected with the lungs a bit you know what i mean so that could be something there and when they pronounced him dead you know with cancer as the rising sign that means um the descendant was capricorn and again the authority is a bigger authority that were involved here that was involved here lack assist is conjunct the seventh that represents death requiem is conjunct the seventh that represents funeral services pluto is in the seventh transformation death neptune moved over to the ninth so they're looking at his spiritual philosophies and beliefs and seeing if that was connected to anything venus in the 11th his desires is being put out in the forefront now now people are gonna see what happens you know what i mean and then it also with remember that uranus and venus conjunction you know that whole oh my god it's an accident because it was an over drug overdose accident like now that's being brought out to light you know what i mean now the public knows crazy shit um but before i'm done i know this is super long let me take a look at um his natal chart versus his transits at the time of his death versus the progression um of his death which would have been august 4th 1958 for his progression placements okay um interesting his mc of his his progressed mc is right in between his natal north node and his natal neptune so there was going to be some type of spiritual transformation being involved and highlighted whether it was um, him on earth or him leaving earth but it was a faded event as a part of his life path so maybe okay, again like it shows that he was um, supposed to go through some type of transformation especially with it being in Scorpio um, but the thing is though is that what type of transformation was it going to be you get what I'm saying he was currently going through his Saturn return his second Saturn return and Saturn returns can sometimes bring death to you or to the people around you. It was opposite his son. So it brought death to his vitality. Um, in part, um, in connection with, you know, the, the keep it of the hearth, the people who wanted to keep the music industry the way it was. He was trying to revolutionize it because you know his natal sun is conjunct vesta and saturn was opposite both of them 
transit Saturn. And again, we're not going to really know their involvement like that because not only Saturn was retrograde, so they're going to keep shut and the people around going to keep shut, keep their mouth shut. But this was in the uh, the second house, I mean, the 12th house of his progressed chart. So no one's going to say anything. We might not know the real truth. We're going to know some things, though. Some things are going to be brought to light, which they already have. Um, they might try to reinvestigate it, but we won't know the like real, real, real truth unless we talk to Prince. And Prince is not going to talk. I don't want to talk to anyone about it. Medium's already tried, and I can see it in this chart. He, ain't, he doesn't want to talk. His AC was also a progressed AC. This conjunct his natal dark moon Lilith. This was a payback somehow. And Pluto, um, transit Pluto is in, um, was retrograde, which shows like a internal transformation. Um, but it was retrograde in the first house of his progress chart. And very close to finale. Not quite conjuncting. Actually, yeah, conjuncting. Never mind. Yep. Mars is um, conjunct. Progressed Mars. His progressed Mars is conjunct his NATO Venus. Um, which is really interesting. That That's all happening in his NATO 6th house. Showing that his desires kind of brought maybe a violent end. Um... His desires kind of cause some type of aggressive action, aggressive attack with of, of his health. Mm. Progress Vesta is um, is exactly conjunct his natal palace. Yeah, they planned this shit. They, whoever the higher power, the powers that be, planned this. They they've been planning this for a while to make it look like an accident. An interesting thing too is that progressed sun and progressed palace is conjunct. His progressed sun is in progressed palace is conjunct. They've been planning to make him die this way, be it real sneaky. Mm-hmm. His, he has some people in his inside camp that kind of told certain people how he moved his addiction to painkillers and they used that to their advantage. This kind of shows it too. I feel like the doctor was involved with with um, transit Jupiter conjunct progressed Mars. I mean progressed Mercury, excuse me, and also progressed Mercury conjunct progressed Ceres. I see both Ceres and Jupiter in cases like this as um, the healers. Um, the Ceres is literally someone who is taking care of you, how you nurture people. And then Jupiter is people with higher learning ability um, that kind of knows like how to take care of you. And with both of those being in Virgo, this is having to deal with his health. Yeah, guys, that's the answer. That's the answer. Let's move on to the last words, okay? Okay. 